it's great to have you tuning into Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're calling this series of podcasts Reform. We'll be sharing how soul shepherding can help you to be reformed by God's grace to be more like Jesus. During this series, you'll experience some of our teaching from our Institute in Spiritual Formation and Soul Care. Registration is open for the next Soul Shepherding Institute community of pastors and all kinds of men and women in ministry. We'd love to have you join us. Great day we had yesterday, Christy, at Epicenter Church in Pasadena, preaching on Jesus' easy yoke for you. We got to hang out with John and Evelyn Lowe, pastors of that dynamic church of disciples there. I loved being with their people and their responsiveness and getting to just worship together and then hang out after church for about an hour and meet the people and talk to them. It was really a joy. That's a church where when you show up, church has already been going on. You, you don't have to be late because they, they start early with worship and uh, intercession. And so it was awesome. It was just this dynamic community, people uh, praising God and praying for each other and uh, gathering together. So hospitable. Really appreciate John and Evelyn Lowe. And uh, John was so encouraging and how he experienced it. Just like in our Soul Shepherding Institute, he said, it's like, you know, you're bringing the atmosphere of the Spirit of Jesus with you, and it's a, an atmosphere of joy and acceptance that really encourages people. And, you know, that's all about the presence of the risen Christ who is in the room with us, and he's in our hearts, and he's in our relationship. And so getting to smile that outward and speak that from our, our lives is a great honor. It is. It's our highest joy. And we are inviting you to join us in our Soul Shepherding Institute in this Reform series that we're doing. We're going to be talking today and then in the next two weeks, a little bit just short, and then we're going to be inviting you into the room of 25 people from our Soul Shepherding Institute week this last February, where we were teaching on spiritual formation So we're excited for you to actually get a glimpse of what it's like to be there. It's like you're going to actually be in the room as we talk about the soul shepherding perspective on spiritual formation, which is maybe not what you typically think of because we bring in a lot of emotional and relational formation, a lot of psychology. And so particularly in this session, we're dealing with family formation because that's where spiritual formation begins. It's in our first relationships with our parents and other caregivers and family members that shape and mold us in our personality and ultimately our understanding of God and how we relate to God. So I just want to set you up here as you're listening to these next 10 minutes of Bill and I teaching. Don't be shocked if you hear a cough that you think somebody's (laughs) in your house because as I was listening to this clip today, I forgot that there were other people in the room because it sounds so clear on the recording. And I heard somebody coughing and I actually went looking around my house for who's in my house. And then I realized, oh, no, this was somebody in the room. All all 25 (laughs) men and women from the Institute were in our house. (laughs) (laughs) So I do hope you feel as much like you're there as I did and as it was. And also, as we go into this clip, just to set you up, we're teaching. This is a part of an hour teaching in a session. Community's been together here for a great breakfast and some laughter, conversation. We're eager now. We've got our notebooks open on our lap, but people have read the article leading up to this. There's a whiteboard in the room where we've done a little bit of teaching. And now we are going into making spiritual formation very practical, where it affects our daily life and relationships. 
So join us. We have to have a formation. We have to have a shaping of our whole person, including our, our, our embodied being. We, we need habits that help us to be submitted to the Lord, resting in God, listening, trusting, observing, joining, bringing honor to Him and not myself. You see, So we do these disciplines, lots of things that we do to study or fast or be in a small group, and, and, and we do them to be shaped. And it's not enough if we say, okay, well, next time in that situation when I'm driving my car, I'm going to remember I'm the pastor of the freeway. I'm, I'm going to do that next time. Get, you know, will I am, willpower, next time I'm going to bless the people that, that curse me. It's not going to work. Sometimes it'll work, but most of the time it's not going to work. You, you need a whole training program. You actually want to drive like that? You need to, to craft a whole rhythm of life. Remember, the aim for depth, not breadth. This is where we're going to end up on Friday. But you need to craft a whole, uh, a few different disciplines that you would do and some ways that you would pray over time to become the kind of person who would drive his car in a more relaxed, cheerful, prayerful, generous way. And if, if we could actually learn to make some real progress with that, so you're all going to be watching the way I drive. So. <laughs> Sometimes I don't do this. So. No, you've made real progress. <laughs> Mostly I, I think I do. So, but I testify to that. You become the kind of person, you see, who even if your spouse in the passenger seat says, oh, would you slow down, please? <laughs> the roads are wet. That happened this week. <laughs> I thought I was going slow. I thought I was leaving a lot of room. But, you know, Chrissy didn't feel that way. So part of my formation is how do I react to that? You see? Because I could feel criticized. I could feel insulted, right? And if I do, I need to be honest about that and get help with that because that's human. It's not a sin or something. It's, it's a weakness, right? But if I've made some progress with this rhythm of life, then maybe I could have the thought, oh, she's feeling anxious. She's, she's feeling insecure. The, the roads are dangerous. Yeah, I feel in control, like there's lots of room here, and I, I think I'm doing this with Jesus, but I, I could go a little slower. I could leave more room for her, and this would love her, and it would help her, see? And I'm not going into shame. Oh, Bill, you've been preaching about this. You're not practicing it. You're not really living this life. You're just, you're just a, a phony. Satan might be wanting to say those things to me, see? Jesus doesn't want me in shame. See? No, that's not going to be helpful. In the easy yoke, there's a grace there. And I'm flowing and I'm loved, I'm cared for, so I can overflow now with Christy and make even more room and drive even slower. You see? Well, that, that's a whole process that we, we learn these things and become the kind of person. And so obviously we're, you know, we're having fun with this driving on the road because it's the littlest of things. But it's something that we do every day probably, right? And that's where spiritual formation needs to happen. It needs to happen in the little stuff. And if we go deep with the Lord to learn how to become a more Jesus-like person in some specific concrete area of our life, we construct a whole rhythm of life around that. The things that we need to do to change how we actually drive are so significant that if you do that, it's going to change how you respond after your sermon and somebody in church criticizes you. 
or whatever the situation is that seems like it has no relationship, but you'll find that it does. These are examples of spiritual formation and how it's relational, it's personal. And so now um, Chrissy's going to help us with some thoughts about family formation. Yeah, well, since we're a family, let's, let's ride on this a little bit longer. Because when we, were first, when we were first married, I remember was formed to please and to, to be ultra attuned to what other people were feeling. And part of what happened in my formation is I learned to hide. And so I would hide... And then, so let's, so let's say Bill was driving a little more aggressively than I felt comfortable, and I was feeling really anxious and really unsafe. I would try to hide that, and I'd try to just, you know, not let it out and not show it. But eventually, I couldn't hide it anymore, and it would come out in some, you know, ang- anxious expression. Or angry that expression. Was, or angry that was, that was reactive. And then it would feel really bad for you, and then he would react to my reaction to the anxiety and then I would go to shame mm-hmm. for having reacted or having shown, you know, my emotion. Right, I might react with defensiveness. Oh, I'm not driving that fast. Mm-hmm. Or if you were driving, you'd probably be just as close. It's just you're the right. passenger so you don't feel in control. Yeah. yeah, and then it would get icy in the car, like barrier right here. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I think we worked this through before the kids, but imagine the kids in the back seat, right? They're internalizing this. They're feeling all the tension and we're going to get to family formation. So you might think about how that might, if they were in the car and they sense this, how um, somebody who is the clown in the family or the mascot in the family might feel like they need to relieve the tension by, you know, doing something funny or, you know, but you could see how, some, how these family formations can happen. So you can see how, as Bill's talking about a training program, he was training to be able to be relaxed and to be able to be yoked to Jesus and to be pastor of the freeway at the same time that I was working a VIM program, which we're going we're gonna to do together, Vision, Intention, and Means, which is, you know, a, a rhythm of life around growing in an area of our life to be more like Jesus. Well, I was working a VIM plan to not hide. And so... Part of what I needed to do was be able to learn to speak what I asked for what I needed to value that I, I have a need here. I have something here that I need to speak. So for me to be able to learn to say, like I did this week, I'm feeling really anxious. It would really help me if you could leave more distance between us and the car in front of us because the roads are wet. And so if I, I was working to be able to speak that. And he was working to be able to hear that with compassion and love for me. And so notice Christie's ownership language. Notice how different it is as she says, "I'm feeling anxious. It would help me if you allowed more distance." Isn't that sound really different than you're driving too close to the car in front of you? Or you could get in an accident. The roads are wet. Or even worse, you were just talking about being the pass of the freeway. What are you doing? <laughs> Where did that pastor go? <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk more about these rhythms of life, these VIM plans. But I was working, you know, for more than a year, this VIM plan of coming up, not hiding. 
And it, it made a big impact on our relationship in ways like this, just like you, you know, were working. So Bill has written extensively about this in Jesus's Greatest Teaching. And it's a small group curriculum. You can work through it yourself. You can work through it with your spouse or you could, you know, bring a small group through it. Uh, but it really will help you with this. And it's all based on the Sermon on the Mount and Jesus's Greatest Teaching and how to really work that into our lives, how we can really become the kind of person that you know, really becomes more like Jesus in, in one specific area of our life. And so we're, we're going to commend that to you. But that's how this, this works out in relationships. And so I want to, I'm just going to come over here to talk a little bit about triangulation because in a relationship, we really can't handle much conflict. Conflict destabilizes us. You know, Proverbs even talks about a cord of three being stronger and God is, is three, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There's more stability in a triangle. We unconsciously, we, we know this. And we are invited into this triangle, as we talked about Alvaro de Rivo saying, you know, here we are, you and I, and hope Christ makes a third in his spiritual friendship book that, that we, in the article on spiritual friendship. And so it's not just Bill and I. And if I remember that, that affects how I interact with Bill. Yesterday in our women's group, Sarah was talking about how she and Nick had a trialogue. Instead of a dialogue, they, they had a trialogue. They, they knew Jesus was in the conversation. And so that's the way we want to be living and thinking in that reality. It's that not only am I yoked to Jesus, but Bill and I are yoked to Jesus. There's even more power and strength in that. Well, we're back here in our house now and hope that you enjoyed that clip. And I hope that you heard that. What we said that in your spiritual formation, you're not depending on your own power or self, that you're with Jesus in the Trinitarian community of grace. And it makes such a difference. We get to step into that. Our, our dialogues can become a trialogue. Jesus is with us. Holy Spirit is with us. And we get to listen and in that sense of grace, it makes such a difference in our, our relationships or in our conflicts, in the good and the bad, and all of our family formations and in our formation in Christ. It's the easy yoke of Jesus. It's the way of grace. And that's what the Lord wants to form us in. And that's what our community is all about in the Soul Shepherding Institute. As we seek to follow Jesus together in times of learning, times of solitude and silence, in the beauty of nature, or taking a nap and sharing meals together. And basically, we're living together with Jesus all day for a week. And we would love to have you join us. You can uh, register online. We've got two new cohorts forming in the next six months. And we start with uh, spiritual formation. That's the first week of training in our institute. And we have an option for you to earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction. If you want to learn more about being a soul shepherd who accompanies other people in uh, conversations of the heart and about relationship with God, you can bring this into the context of uh, pastoring, small group leadership, uh, counseling, and uh, spiritual mentoring, discipleship, uh, whatever sorts of uh, uh, context that you have for serving the Lord. You can elevate the conversations for soul talk and you can turn those dialogues into trialogues where God is in the middle. Jesus, thank you for your presence in our lives. 
the opportunity to be with you, the way that you redeem even our painful experiences, the ways that you can reform us in areas where we have had unhealthy formation, whether it be unhealthy spiritual formation, family formations, cultural formations, that you're the potter, we're the clay. And Jesus, we pray for each person that you would be guiding them and that you would be issuing the invitations, personal invitations to those that you would want to use the Soul Shepherding Institute in their lives for your great work of grace. In Jesus' name, amen. It's easy to get so busy that we neglect our soul. That's why we created the Soul Shepherding Institute for you. Each of our Institute retreats is five days of inspiring teaching, guided experiences with spiritual disciplines, rest, and soul talks. You'll be a part of an authentic community of pastors and other men and women who are serving the Lord in ministry, family, or business. Additionally, you have the option to earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction. This track features monthly online classes, readings, and supervised ministry. To learn more, visit soulshepherding.org. It'd be fun to have you in our next community.